Welcome to the Ambitious Freelancer Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Cross of The Happy Hour Canton, and I'm here to help you show up as your best self while you're finding clients, working with the clients, and getting those testimonials to build your better business. We'll be talking about everything you need to know when it comes to freelancing, whether you're a beginner or someone who has a few years under their belt. So let's get started. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of The Ambitious Freelancer. In fact, it's episode 25, which is a pretty awesome episode to be on. So this episode, I decided to look at Angel List or Angel.co or however you want to say it, Angel List. Angel List is one of my favorite ways to find clients to cold pitch. So I wanted to talk about this site and how to use it and kind of how I personally use it. I know there are so many ways to use it to find people to potentially pitch and this is just my way of doing it I know that there are so many things that you could look for I want to tell you guys about like the particular part of the site I use and all that good stuff so the great thing about angel list is it's completely startup based there are so many amazing startups you can find on angel list and no matter your industry whether you're HR tech like me or you're in something completely different even if you don't think you'll be writing there are a lot of opportunities on angel list to find so yeah let's get started so i personally go to angel.co slash companies so this is a company database basically filled with like four million companies it's pretty insane so i don't look at all four million obviously but i did want to say like it's a really big database it's actually closer to five million than it is to four million so if you're like wow that number it's insane I don't even know what to do with 4 million or almost 5 million companies don't worry I gotcha and sorry if you hear like rattling in the background I'm not really sure what that is I'm not sure if it'll pick up on my mic but like I guess like all the cicadas are out or something I don't know they're annoying me to no end and I just decided you know what cicadas are not this is great content so yeah angel.co slash companies is not the jobs page so there is a jobs page on angel list I typically don't go there but if you do want to check out that is angel.co slash jobs and it's similar to the the angel.co slash companies but it's more of the actual opportunities that are listed so you can go through and like go by like content creator you can go by contract you can make sure there are remote jobs like there are a lot of opportunities on the angel.co slash jobs url but i typically don't really go there to search although that is something if you want something that's a little bit more long term you'll probably find some good good stuff there whether you're a writer or something else so especially for like a software engineer and your freelance software engineer you'll probably find lots of good stuff there because tech companies are always looking for stuff like that i am going to go back to angel.com co slash companies and that's what I'm going to really talk about today because that is where I typically find my opportunities and people to pitch and so I'm going to tell you guys kind of how I do that. So 4.8 million companies is a lot to look at so I do not look at them all. One thing I really tend to do is go by market so with market I usually put in human resources and that narrows it down 
usually a lot. So it goes from like 4 million companies to like 3,000 companies. So that's a much an easier thing to manage. But again, with a market, I don't think everyone puts their market in. So if you are wanting to find like your stuff, I probably wouldn't focus on the market too much. I would like be a little broad too, just in case you're missing something. And like put in like, instead of under market, put it like under just like a random keyword or something. There are other ways to filter it besides that, but I just find that like it's easy enough to do market because I can usually find a couple of people to pitch and every time I go on the site that's a little bit new. So I mean honestly, 3,000 companies, there's so many to dig through. Obviously though, there are probably human resources companies on here that I'm not getting because I'm only doing it by the market. That's just something to say. Typically, I do sometimes like to go by join, so I'm seeing the most recent people to the angel.co website so that's usually helpful if I'm looking for like a smaller business or something like that but you don't have to do that I typically like to work with United States companies so I typically do filter by location and make sure I'm only getting human resources companies in the United States sometimes Canada like I said I'm just like you guys know I'm a little bit iffy about like I don't really work tend to work with that many international clients although maybe that should change but I typically do only work with ones in the United States which really kind of narrows it down because there's a lot of HR companies in this space they're not all based in the United States some are based in like Germany and India and all kinds of places so I might be kind of relegating that down a little bit but I really do think there are quite a few HR tech companies in the United States for that to work out so there are so many I haven't contacted or don't have any um, connections to so I mean I think I'm gonna be pretty good another thing I like to do is recently what I started doing is doing the ranges so I really like to target people who actually have like money raised because I find that they can use that money to pay me so they have the total raise so you can go by that but I think you can go for like the biggest buckaroos but that might be kind of intimidating and to be honest I'm not ready for someone who's making like you know multi multi million dollars like if they're making over 10 million I might not really understand how to price myself I don't think I'm ready to price myself for a multi-million multi 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 million dollar company like a multi-million dollar company I'm cool with I can kind of understand I know that I need to go a little bit above what I usually try to go for but it's not like I'm undervaluing myself but when I'm working with like these super huge companies I feel like I'm super undervaluing myself usually so I tend to like to stick under like you know under like seven million dollars raised because I find that at that point like because you have to think like not all of their money that they're raising is obviously going to go toward content marketing so I understand that so it's easy for me to think okay even though they have raised seven million not all of this is going toward that so they could still be more budget friendly but not like super budget friendly if that makes sense like I'm still getting paid like something so I can eat but like I'm not getting paid so much that I'm like oh my goodness I wouldn't even know how to charge like I wouldn't know how to charge a billion dollar company for my work to be honest like I'm just gonna be super honest I don't have that kind of faith in the value of my work just yet to be like okay billion dollar company here's what you're gonna pay me like and I know that so I'm like trying to target these companies who made you know under a little like 600,000 200,000 um some people who's made some money but not so much money that I'm like intimidated by the number and, and unsure how to charge that company you have to be honest with yourself 
yourself. Like, it's easy to be like, oh, I want to go for the biggest fish in the tank. But sometimes maybe you want to go for, like, the smaller fish for us to, like, build your confidence and understand, like, what you should charge. Because honestly, if you come to a big, big company with a $200 price tag, they might be like, okay, why is she only charging you $200? That's not valuable to me, obviously. She's not going to do a good job. Because I think once you have all that money, like, you're very, almost expect it to be a, a charge in a way. Like, you're obviously always trying to, like, do something a little bit different. Like, maybe cut some corners sometimes, but not usually. Even, like, when I talked about the AI thing the other week, I said, like, yeah, for some people, it's about the money and that's why they're doing it. But also, I think it's about the return on investment. And so, some of these AI tools are more costly than the average freelancer. So, it's not necessarily saying, oh, I want to cut corners. Sometimes, it's like, you know, I want to go where the investment is. I want to go where I can feel like I get a return on the money I'm spending. So I think it's really important to think about the different ways that people are perceiving money, especially as you, you know, retire heights. Another thing is employees. So you could, you know, kind of think about how many employees you want your company to have. Preferably, you know, you want something that's a little bit more than just one person in a basement. Because I think that's something that people think, oh, startups is just one person in someone's basement. Not necessarily true. I've seen that I've worked with some startups with some really scrappy small teams. Even with a small team, they're still pretty awesome and doing amazing work. So I would try to go for probably like 11 to 50. Not too many employees, but not some few employees that you're like calling the the founder. Although I will say I have worked with people where I'm just in touch with the founder and it's worked out. So I mean, I think it depends on the company, how much they raised and kind of the setup that the company has. I don't think that it's, you know, you can't say that just contacting the founder is going to, you know, automatically mean that you're not going to get paid any money because I've done that and gotten pretty good amount per post from just contacting the founder. So you got to be careful about that. So just thinking about like, it's a, it's a, a bigger picture you're painting when you're working with tech companies and startups. Like, yeah, there's so much out there that's saying, oh, you know, startups are really small, they're really scrappy, they're they're only scraping by, but then you have a lot of startups who are startups in quotes that are basically companies and they have like everything in place and they're wonderful and amazing and they got their stuff together so I wouldn't say that every startup's a starving startup because most I don't want to say most but there are a good amount of startups who aren't starving startups and so you should be charging accordingly and looking for those people accordingly so yeah I would just basically use AngelList to source companies and so after I've found a company on the AngelList website through like sorting and like figuring out like these different things. I would usually go to their website. Normally I will go to LinkedIn because I have this plugin called Find That Email and it's really great at finding emails on LinkedIn. Um, So I will go there. I'm a writer so I typically look for marketing managers or content marketing people to pitch and hopefully I can find them. So a great thing to do if you have no idea who you would like to pitch is if you're a writer 
to go to their blog or like whoever does like i'm sure you're like a blogger because that's what normal like freelance writers are so if you're a blog writer anyway um you can go to their blog see who like their main writers are and then try to find those people on their actual linkedin website so their linkedin people always post like their jobs on linkedin so that's what i typically do is i go first to their website check out their website see their blog see what they're up to if they have a blog and then i'll go to their linkedin page and find their marketing manager like i said or someone who's posted a lot on their blog and i'll find that person and that's the person i'll typically pitch so sometimes you can't find that information you have to just pitch a contact box i would try to find a person a specific person at the company to pitch but honestly especially if the company is small which is why i usually typically pitch companies with like 50 employees or less if the inbox is small enough usually they'll just like forward it to the right person they usually kind of share that inbox and then they'll just forward it amongst themselves until they get it all figured out and then they contact you that's what happened at Workbrite. like i contacted their info inbox and then they kind of just forwarded around until it found the right person and then they contacted me i have so many awesome things i think that angel list can be a really awesome part of your strategy as a freelancer so if you are interested in angel list definitely go i tip i sometimes also do um tips and tricks for angel list in the freelance group and the ambitious freelancer group so definitely go check that out i have done about couple, like two free angel list tips and it's great if you like are a more visual or like you know written learner like you can read and like absorb that information that way so i've done a couple of like general angel list tips there for finding stuff and looking at AngelList and, you know, succeeding with it. So I really think it's really awesome. I love startups. You guys know I really work with a lot of HR tech companies, which tend to be startups. So I really enjoy this. I love giving tips on it. I think that we all have a seat at the table. And obviously not all of you guys are HR tech people like me. So you're not all going after my clients, after the same clients. And we all have different skill sets and things like that. So hopefully this was helpful for you guys as you're thinking about how to diversify your income streams so yeah if you want more angelist tips definitely let me know because i would love to put together another episode on this so i'll talk to you guys soon bye thank you so much for listening to the ambitious freelancer podcast i'm so excited that we got to hang out today if you want to hang out between uploads check out the happyrcanton.com slash ambitious freelancers there you will find more support and advice as you grow your freelance business and connect with other listeners of the podcast i cannot wait to see you in the group and i will talk to you in a few days with some more great advice